Guys, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, as ever, remember that all the information you're about to hear is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any illnesses or diseases. Please make sure to consult your healthcare practitioner before implementing any of the things we may discuss in this podcast. Speaking of education, if you're an exercise professional, coach or anyone working within the realms of health and fitness, when you're done listening here, make sure to head on over and check out our education portal at www themusclementors.co.uk if you like us and truly care about the well-being of your clients about getting access to the best and most up-to-date information in the areas of exercise mechanics hypertrophy sleep improving your online coaching services and much much more then be sure to join up you'll gain access to endless hours of content focused around everything you need to become a truly elite coach and get your clients in the best physical shape possible this is all in the form of video lectures weekly live education sessions and study groups you also get early access to our podcast and access to any exclusive Q&A segments we do with our guests. The content never stops on the portal. It's not a one-off course. It's an ever-evolving learning platform designed to give you the best information possible in this area. Head on over to our website and become part of our epic community, full to the brim of other professionals who, like yourself, are focused on providing the best health and physique-related results for their clients. Join us and them and gain the resources, support and accountability you need to become the elite of the health and fitness industry. For now, though, grab yourself a pen and paper and enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Muscle Mentors podcast. You haven't heard my voice in about four years. I am back, and I am back with some uh, special guests this week. So I'm joined by Ross, and I'm joined by the Physique Collective crew, and Mr. Tom Hames. Boy, how are you doing? All good. All good. All good. Where's Matt Strong? Was he meant to be here? I think he's in the car. So it's going to be us. I th- I, I've put the the uh, invite in the bot in the group chat. So if he's free, then he can just jump on. <laughs> cool. I think uh, topics wise today, it's going to be a little bit of a round table relative to recent events over the, this past weekend. Um, and I think it would be. Uh, kind of doing our due diligence to kind of spread some awareness over the situation and maybe give some kind of context to the situation also uh, maybe a different approach as to what can be done in that in that situation when it comes to taking an athlete on stage in the criteria of bodybuilding and physique enhancement so um, I know that you know a lot of the the heads in the group right now have direct experience with that and I think kind of coming together as a, as a unit and talking and discussing about that's going to be uh, pretty valuable for a lot of people who potentially don't understand the context of what's just happened. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's probably the best way that you could put it really at this point with obviously how the bodybuilding world seems to be and uh, the, the uproar, um, so to speak, and, uh, you know, and just what it's all directed at, but also um, how as a competitor or as an individual working with a coach, you can start to pick apart sort of what is actually going to be effective, healthy, and how, how to just go about things the absolute you know, best way possible. And if you're a coach, how to understand these peaking methods and protocols and things where obviously diuretic usage and things like that are, are sometimes common, but obviously how to avoid and ways to go about it in a proper, safer manner. Yeah. Do you want to start with like discussing what they are and the purpose of the different forms so actual diuretics themselves i mean yeah i can i can i mean well the one okay so we can talk about one ones that are obviously common within um within bodybuilding i will obviously probably bounce off joe here if i miss anything or or forget anything on my way because um there's, there's obviously a handful but one, one of the i'd say so if we just look at in general so if we're looking at common like commonly used diuretics um we have drugs like aldactone um which as as a diuretic takes as a diuretic effect of the drug it's not what it's it's an anti it has anti-androgenic effects as well but as a diuretic effect that does seem to take quite a while to build up and then when you look in medicine it's either a short-term usage or a long-term usage and they're usually used for just people suffering with you know insane amounts of water retention through whatever you know medical illness or issue that they have and it's usually used for that just to alleviate some sort of pressure on their body in whatever sort of manner um as as bodybuilders it is uh, you know, or bodybuilding realms, it, it is um, 
misused in some ways, but also underused in some ways, so to speak. So people say things like, oh, I only used Aldacto and I did it for a day and I took a tablet the day before and then, you know, that was it. And it's like, well, that won't really actually have any diuretic effect whatsoever because it won't have enough time to build to a substantial dose that would create that diuretic effect. Whereas if you then, you know, but then again, that, that's where we can lead on to other diuretics. So if you look at things like diazide or you look at things that are wrong, those sort of types, which are, you know, combo diuretics, the hydrochlorothiazide, and usually something else put in there, like a milleride, or you have benzofluorothiazide, you have a few different you know, variables like that. And usually what you find, uh, find is that when they're sold by sort of, you know, bodybuilding dealers and so, so such, they are just labeled as simple diazide, and that's it. Like you don't get the whole breakdown of what's actually in there. So I think that in itself can contribute to a problem. So people don't actually know what they're taking. They could be taking something three times as strong as what their coach has actually instructed them to take with no real knowledge of what's going on. Because if you get, especially if you get a diuretic like diazide, but you know, or diazide again in brackets, um, from like a, a pharmaceutical company from the, abroad, you're not gonna be able to read what the fuck's in it with it because it's just gonna have a foreign name on it. And I've seen that sometimes where people don't quite know what they're doing. Um, and then obviously then there's the, the, you know, the dangerous ones The really, I just, I've never seen them ever work with anyone's physique ever in any respect. I've never put a client on them in my entire fucking life and I never would, but loop diuretics, you know, using those, I mean, you've got Lasix, you've got Bumex, you've got Dimidex, um, and those ones are obviously they're not potassium sparing. So you're expelling, you know, your electrolytes across the board. You're not just expelling sodium at a steady rate. It's a ridiculous rate. And, um, you know, when they're used in medicine, they're literally used for end of life, like heart failure patients and stuff like that. That's, that's one of the most common uses of them. Um, my, my wife works on a, well, she did work on a cardiac ward and the dosages that they're using there are long spread out over a course of the day with insane amounts of fluid and electrolytes pumped into these, these, these patients just to simply keep them at some sort of level, but they need to obviously expel this insane amount of fluid retention that they're getting. So though, you know, and, and you don't have that as a bodybuilder, if you're skinned and ready, things like that, just, they're just not necessary. Mm. Um, but I think that covers pretty much the most common ones. You have Aldacto and you have diazide and you have, you know, loop diuretics, either Bumex, Dimidex or Lasix. Lasix is most common in the UK. Um, and that, yeah, that's pretty much what they are as drugs uh, and what they are for. Obviously, in that circumstance as well, it's then the, I think, um, the context of layering, layering on for extended periods of time as well. Um, such as the actual drugs themselves like using the diet yeah well, from from you know obviously we won't speak about but like protocols that we've seen recently with with multiple diuretics backed up you're having aldactone ran for multiple days at a time and and in the respect of a peak that doesn't actually work if you think about it like joe so for example let me just ask you this if you're if aldactone starts building up right and you've got that expulsion of sodium and all of that and, and fluid whilst you're trying to increase the amount of carbohydrates and in, you know and actually load and fill out Surely that would be a complete and utter negative, considering you're getting rid of some of the necessary components to load a physique fully. Would you? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, you can't. <clears throat> I mean, we've memed it, haven't we? You can't fill up and dry off at the same time. Yeah. You would have to counteract the diuresis uh, via some kind of obscene amount of fluid and sodium intake. Mm. Um, which which, we, which we weren't seeing on this protocol. Which we weren't seeing on this protocol. There was like no water and no salt towards the back end of it. Which is the, the dangerous thing, you know, when it comes to abusive use of diuretics, stacking on top of that, the restriction of sodium and the restriction of fluids is when you are exponentially increasing the risk of, of these drugs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's where the the lack of knowledge and the lack of insight into what can be done safely because we've all known people who've taken half a diazide the night before a show with a specific protocol and they've done okay with it they've had no issues with it they it's worked for them you know whatever we've seen them do it either off their own back or the coach's back you know in a safe and controlled fashion with enough fluid and sodium kept in and those sorts of things we've seen them do it but that's not to say that that it, just because that is fine loading aldactone for six seven eight nine ten whatever the fuck days it was with diazide for multiple days back to back with then on top of that loop diuretics is 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 safe in any stretch of the imagination because it because it's just not it's just not safe it's, especially mm. with the reductions like joe said at the end it's just very um very scary right if i can say a couple of things quickly um so i wouldn't want this to be a um <clears throat> a sort of diatribe against the use of diuretics in, in bodybuilding or anything who am i to have any ethical position on what drugs the people in in bodybuilding use However, for me, um, the, the PD use and the cost of benefit ratio when you take a, a needs analysis, which is generally what you should take when it comes to any drug deployment, 
Um, we need androgens to be competitive in bodybuilding. There's a fair cost to um, benefit ratio that you can draw from the use of lipolytic drugs that work under the beta antrenogen pathway, alpha antrenogen, whatever it might may be in appreciable dosages. For me, anecdotally as a coach, um, I've always, well, I've never needed the use of a diuretic and the anecdote I've constantly been surrounded with over my time consulting with people is I've never looked worse than when I took the diuretic and whatnot. Plus, um, in fact, let's bring this right back to basics. For people that don't really understand these, these systems properly, um, so when it comes to drying out for a bodybuilding show, what we're talking about here is manipulating the hormones of fluid homeostasis to drive diuresis. So you have the renin angiotensin system that increases blood pressure, conserves sodium, releases potassium. You've got uh, vasopressin, which is antidiuretic hormone, which conserves fluid and conserves sodium. Um, atrial natriuretic peptide, um, which is basically the opposite of that, um, sodium release. Um, diuresis and increases glomerular filtration and um, aldosterone I've missed off which conserves sodium and conserves fluid and releases potassium um, so the manipulation of, of these and this can be done pharmaceutically with a diuretic or it can be done via electrolyte manipulation or fluid manipulation like like we um, mentioned now personally I, I do drive diuresis in clients for shows like Christian's here now and he's and the kind of protocols that I run. Um, and they carry risk also. Depends on the magnitude to which you do them. Yeah, I felt pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about maybe uh, a water load that was like half a day and then cutting water for like 14 hours prior to the show. There are people that are water loading for days on end and then cutting water 24 hours out, which also carries renal um, risks. You know, uh, wouldn't that get to the point where that was just expelling so much sodium and so much, you know, electrolytes in general from just doing that for those long periods of time that when you actually came to start loading what carbohydrates you could, you were just getting, you weren't absor utilizing them and using them or doing anything with them. And you were starting to come into all sorts um, of issues with that. Or, I've already got the carbohydrate loading by the time that I drive diaries. No, I, I, that's what I mean. But people who are doing it, they start the, so who in some sort of weird, crazy protocol would start. You know, I've seen it where people go, oh, I do eight liters a day from 10, you know, 10 days out. And it's like, you yeah. know, they've not been, they've not been doing that previously. Um, you know, and then, they, then they're like, oh, I'm doing my carb up. And I'm like, mate, you've just pissed away half the fucking electrolytes that you actually had. And like, you're still loading this insane amount. Like it, it just, it doesn't quite line up with the actual whole, the whole, prime it, load it, and then dry it sort of whole, you know, section of a peak, so to speak. Yeah, so basically you can either take a pharmaceutical diuretic or drink more water or, or I should say and or after all of these because then you, know, you could do all of them if you wanted to, um, consume less sodium to drive diuresis. They're your options, really. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you want to uh, run through an example hypothetically of how you approach that with Christian with no pharmaceutical dress usage? Yeah. So, um, uh, the way that I would prefer to do this, um, so I've done this with Christian before we've, um, practiced essentially the time from turning on the diuresis to then being dry. We know that distance of time. We've done that multiple times, um, for him as a biologically unique individual. So, I will take typically the amount of fluid that he drinks in a day. A lot. Um, which is how much, how, much was, how much was that in prep per day? Yeah. About, about 10 litres. Yeah, and let me say that's not my recommendation. Disclaimer, I didn't tell him to do that. <laughs> at the same time, I also consume a lot of salt on my meals because yeah. that's how I like mm. to have my meals. Yeah. So I'm having probably 35 gram of salt a day. So I need I need the fucking water. Else 30, 35? Yeah. Really? I love salt, bro. Are you, yeah. are you doing that as a mix of potassium and sodium or just like sodium, like salt on itself, like like pink salt? Just salt. salt. Just salt. Yeah, but we have potassium goals, but they're reached via food. Food, yeah. Um, so we're spending half of the day 
essentially, well, I say half the day, depends on, you know, it would depend on the stage times because we have varying stage times. But within this proximity that we've already elucidated to, to stage, we are drinking more fluid relative to sodium. So we haven't increased sodium. So that ratio has swung, um, which will flush sodium from the system. Um, always remember the rule. Dr. Scott Stevenson sitting on my shoulder saying water follows salt. Because I really learned to peek through Dr. Scott, so shout out to Dr. Scott. Um, I'll put that uh, that paper for I think it's like Ju- that June paper that you did. I'll put that in the bio in the podcast. I read that yet? Yeah. What the peak week recommendations? Yeah, it's good. Uh, Very good. Yeah, I need to read that. So, is this a similar thing that they outline in there? Literally, they've got like a graph that has the thing mapped out. It's like a boxed off little thing. He did it as an Instagram post a while, I think, recently as well, didn't he? That was yeah, that was very cool. So anyway, yeah, so we're consuming large amounts of water relative to sodium for a period of time. It's not very long, you know, uh, several hours-ish. Flushing sodium from the system, um, and then we have a sodium cutoff. um, And then about three hours after that, we have a fluid cutoff, um, which gives the resultant diuresis um, plenty of time to settle in. Um, overnight or whatever, or through the next day. Um, and we, we just, we literally track frequency of urinations, don't we? Um, and watch what happens. Something that I've been using for a good chunk of this year as well, and it is a little bit weird, like asking them on the day of the show, oh, like firstly I go and be like, oh, how are you feeling? How, how's everything getting on? Like, how do you feel in your physique? And the next thing I'm like, have you stopped pissing yet? <laughs> like, it's like literally the first, like second thing I'll speak to them about, but it's needed at that point, isn't it really? Do you, do you get into wear out or not? <laughs> I got hate to piss into a massive, uh, like two litre bottles of jugs that night in uh, Alicante. And then the maids came in the following morning and there was just like bottles of piss everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it worked, man. It looked fucking amazing. It, it was like three and a half litres. Nah, but Joe, Joe did predict like the time that I would stop pissing. And yeah. I remember going to the toilet before the first show, PCA thinking I needed a wee and literally like as I pulled my kegs down like just dust came out it just went (laughs) like that Um, just a painful dribble what was was that time window like 14, 16 hours-ish yeah it was about an hour before I went on stage yeah this this year I've always used that kind of 14 to 18 hour window the only person I've used Darzide with this year is uh, I used a quarter Darzide with Connor after he'd eaten 1,600 grams of carbs and 10 liters of water. Exactly. What we did, we had to do, we did a very similar thing because with Ross and with Connor, they both had to make weight, didn't they? Mm. So, so with them, it was like, it was like, like, like you've got to make weight. So we'll have to just barely eat until you're weighing. Then once that's done, he was eating, Connor, um, not Connor, uh, Ross was eating until like two in the morning, half two. Because yeah. I messaged you, I was like, oh, Cal, you want to come eat? I was like, no, I've got to watch Connor. He's got to keep eating. <laughs> Mate, he was doing, I spoke to Joe a couple of days before and he was like, I was like, what do you think I should uh, like make him eat? Because I was like, the volume of carbs, is gonna, it was like 1300 grams from like 4 p.m. till 3 a.m. Yeah. And uh, we did like cream rice, we did the dextrose powder, Joe, because it worked a treat, because it's so easy. Literally a paste with cream rice jam, dextrose, and then like it was like 15, 10 grams of protein. And it was literally like every two hours, he'd have a meal, check his blood glucose, go for a 10-minute walk around the garden of the Airbnb we were staying at. It's like, right, eat again, eat again, eat again. And we finished at like 3 a.m. And then he just did a, he just did a quarter there because the, he, he was on stage at like 9.30 the next day. It was like six but hours. that was the problem. If you, had had the, if you had had until like three or four the next day, you would have been able to get away yeah. with it. But that's what we had the problem with Ross as well. It's like, just do half like the night before. And then obviously on the day of the show, just, just roll as you are. We just start slowly putting that carbs back in. But we don't even have time because you're, he's, he was up at, you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, you got to drive to the thing. He's like, oh, I don't have time to eat. I'm on stage. So. Yeah, yeah, straight in. Um, the main, the main point that I feel is the huge um, beneficiary of not using a pharmaceutical diuretic is this is a predictable approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Like, give give context there. Like um, when Josh did the Lisbon, the first pro qualified this year yeah he, he's never i've never used a jurassic with him i just literally used the vitamin c b complex caffeine h2o etc and like the the week before he was on stage at 
I think it was like 12.30 midday when I was texting you boys and I was like, right, we're through to the over. We got like 90 minutes, whatever it was. And then the following week, he was on stage at 8 p.m. in the in the Amateur Olympia. But because that protocol was already set, it was literally a case of like adapt to just a different time. So it's like... You just, just, you just end up shifting it up, don't shift, you? As shift well. the timeline, just yeah. shift the timeline. Um, so it's, it's very predictable in that way. And there's very little risk in that regard as well because it's so... It's such a, uh, a finite process where you get all those variables locked in. Now, one thing I will ask, Christian, is, do you know when you did the, 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 obviously this, you know, the protocol that Joe does where you don't, you're not using those. Did you, did you get to the point where you were like, because you had done it a multiple of times, you'd obviously trialed it, you'd done it the year before, all of that. Did you get to the point where you were like, you, you know, when you start looking shit, when you're caning that much water and you go, I fucked it, I fucked it, I think I fucked it, I feel fat, whatever. Did you get to the point where that no longer bothered you? Because like, yeah, I know it's going to happen. I, I'm not fucking fast. I'm going to see myself pissed like a racehorse until tomorrow. And then I'm going to be like, cool, I'm dry. So 100%. I remember last year when we did the shoot and I was like, one day before I was like, Joe, I am fat right now because I'd, I'd hammered in so much water on top of like normal amount of food and stuff like that, but like, you know, a fuck ton of water, I felt just like a balloon. Yeah. And that did stress me out, but because we'd already trialed it the week before, I was like, right, I know, I know that's meant to happen. And then obviously this year, I was like, I know how I'm going to feel yeah. that so you day. you just ignore it. Like it? shit. So you just ignore it. And I remember like waking up and I was like, I sent Joe the pictures like fucking hell. And I was like, and I'm still pissing. Like a lot, like the, the morning of, I was, I, I woke up probably five or six times through the night. Mm. I'd pissed probably three or four times within two hours of waking up. So I was like, every time I piss, I know I look better. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the, re the response from using this approach as well is like, say for example, um, the show gets delayed, but you're on stage two hours after you're supposed to be or whatever it might be. It's not that kind of ticking time bomb of that look starting to fade through the day. And it's like, right, you wake up bang on, but in four hours, it's going to be a completely different story. There's, there's less risk in terms of the deterioration of the look. And especially for classes that are on stage, like late, like if you went to Europe and you're on stage later in the day, or whatever it might be, there's, um, there's less of a gamble in that regard, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's impossible to fuck up, really. It's very hard, yeah. With, very with, hard. That, with that approach, whereas with something like a diuretic, but it's, it's and like, it's quantifiable. That's what, like, I think was Carl said. Like, there's, there's, and sorry, what Joe said, where there was, there's no way of you not knowing what's gone into your body as long as you've stuck to the protocol of what you needed to. You don't know if the diazide has affected you in a funny reaction. You don't know if you've got. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to get some sort of exactly what you're saying, like some. Some flip a coin, hopefully that'll work. Uh, yeah, let's see. So, and once it's in, you can't do anything okay. about it. So, you can't get it out of you. Mm. So yeah, you fucked it. And that's that, like from previous experience when I've when I've taken them for a show, I ended up taking them for 2016 Saxon Classic. I didn't know much about them. And obviously at that time, I've just been a fucking idiot. And I took a full diazide the night before and then another full one the morning of the show. And right. you know what happens? You can't get a fucking pump. You look shit. You start looking softer because you're so fucking flat. I didn't stop pissing until like right before stage. And at that point, I was already like flat as shit. I'm like, okay, now my guts are starting to hurt because anything I've eaten, now I just don't feel like I'm digesting. I'm not doing anything with it. And then I went, I was stressing out and everything. And I was still pissing. I literally had a toilet right next to the fucking stage. I went in there for the longest piss ever right before walking out. I remember coming off and going, fuck, I still need another piss. It's just, you can't control that because you just wang so much of it in there. It's something that's just, you don't know what the fuck it's doing. Um, you don't know exactly what the doses you've taken. Yeah, just fucking stupid. Yeah, you can never fully control the doses that you're going to get with those things either. You never know what somebody's put in them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or when they say take take a quarter, it's like how? What's in a quarter? When it's powder on the uh, counter stop and you're like trying to credit card it, like what's a quarter? <laughs> uh, one interesting thing um, would be to talk about. So, say if somebody were to. And I've, I've heard, heard Dean talk about this. But he's got a few stories on his Instagram, like post diuretic use, rebounding when you reintake sodium, when you reintake fluid, etc. That, that's a fucking that real deal. Spike. Like, yeah. let's talk about that because that's I can tell you from first-hand experience in 2019. I had I had cankles for about nine months. <laughs> you saw, <laughs> you saw my ankles, mate. They were I could have uh, I could have filled a small family bath with my ankles with that. <laughs> 
well, actually, that makes that makes me think about something too fair because obviously I hadn't used anything like Dyeside or anything like that, and even my swing the next day was fucking big. Like for me, was big. Like I, I don't think like, I I'd, I don't think I went overboard on eating or nothing like that. Like in term in respects to me and how I can normally because I couldn't eat because my stomach was like fucking shrunk and when you've got no fluid in you like all I was trying to do post show was hammer fluid and I remember saying to Joe I was like I can feel my kidneys working mm. like as I was walking out like my lower back was like it felt weird so I couldn't eat loads anyway and the next day I was like 13 pounds up and I was like what the fuck I didn't even fuck hardly ate but when you so when you've expelled the- that much fluid as well, and then it's it's all of that's coming back and a shit yeah. ton more, isn't it? It's almost it's like a supercompensation effect that you're gonna Yeah, get. when you pull back the pendulum so far, when you let go of it, yeah. it's gonna fucking swing hard the other way as well. Oh, um true. so fuck knows what it's like when you've took a fucking Actually, do you know Joe, you might know about this. Um digestion being affected by a diuretic after a show, is it a possibility in, in some ways, like um, if you're gonna pull a load of fluid into the GI, I suppose. Worth mentioning that um, <clears throat> I I have seen very little rebound from driving diuresis in this way. Naturally, yeah. Um, especially considering, you know, Christian, like, you were dry as a motherfucker and peeled, and you went out and hit pizza and all of that after the show. If you did that off the back of a diuretic, oh, my goodness, like... Excuse my puppy in the background. You would absolutely blow up. Um, part of this being that it's, it's not pharmaceutically driven. Another one being that I'm pretty on top of keeping high fluid and sodium intake in the weeks leading up to this manipulation. So it's um, nothing your body's not really used to in a sense. Well, yeah, it's just a return to homeostasis. Yeah. Um, seems to, and I've got no evidence to support that, but seems to... Seems to be at least a contributor. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think when you, the, the, you said this to me, Joe, you know, you said this on the, on the, uh, the Fit Expo when we did the talk and he said, if, if your coach has enough knowledge about bodybuilding, about nutrition and about, you know, manipulations of sodium and fluid, fluid, whatever, they can get you dry providing you are lean enough to do so without diuretics. Like, you know, you, you I think you said something along the lines of like, I don't really care how you go about it, but if you know what you're doing, you're not going to need it. And that's, that made like, that made a, a real good sense, didn't it? Like, you know, I definitely agree with that completely. Cause it's, it, it, I think, it's, I, think sort of my, my point, I think that's sort of my point in that I don't want to demonize drug use in, in bodybuilding at all. And I absolutely understand that diuretics can be used quote unquote safely and responsibly. My um, issue is, the, the needs analysis of, of the drug deployment, what, what is the, the need? That, you know, that's my struggle to understand. If there is no need, it's like, it's like someone saying, you, look, you need anabolics, don't you? Like, look, we're not going to have super physiological amounts of muscle without anabolic steroids. Yeah. That's I the need. And then, I mean, you could make the argument, you don't need things like clomutrol, understood, but the cost of benefit there is great. I can literally get the same effect by manipulating fluid and electrolytes with pretty minimal disruption yeah. for a single day. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think the, uh, the, the, there might be an element there where it's like, and we all know as a, as a, as a standard, you know, if you're not inside out to the bone lean at seven days before your show, there's nothing you can do in that final week to play catch up, right? And I think there is potentially a misconception there for those who aren't potentially as aware, where this is kind of like a like a magic solution for them to get in shape. Well, well le- yeah, absolutely. And then leading it from that, Cal, is that people will think that a diuretic will fix that sometimes, rather than just the peak week protocol itself. Yeah. I mean, if you aren't if you aren't peeled and you go, oh, it's all right, don't worry, well, pop a diazide and you lose five pounds overnight, and it's like. Okay, yeah, but now you've just got let you've still got the same amount of fucking body fat. <laughs> you still you still got the same amount of body fat. That diazide didn't take away the body fat. It didn't take away five pounds of body fat. It took away five pounds of fluid. Now you've still got that, and you're probably a bit flat. So now you're fat and flat. So was that my, really my, worth it? My advice, my advice to anyone is, if you don't want to use one, 
get lean four weeks out. Yeah. Yeah. And be shredded because then you don't need it. Seems like such pedantic advice, doesn't it? Just be ready for a bodybuilding show. Be, be ready. What? <laughs> yeah. Really? I thought I'd take a my way there. Nobody <laughs> told me I had to work for this. What's going on? Have, have you had any experiences around it, Ross? Have you seen, obviously, people use it, mates, or anything like that? Anything, had anything had negative or anything positive? So I would have had a lot of friends who kind of just kind of got, like, I, I was I, in the Irish kind of bodybuilding society, if you want to kind of call that. Like, it's very backward. You know, like a lot of people, they, it's old school bodybuilding coaches that don't really know what they're doing. So I would have heard an awful lot of people using like like relatively risky protocols when it comes to diets. I think kind of what I'm going to take from this as somebody who's relatively new to the kind of prep coaching avenue is that like I, I kind of feel quite lucky in the sense that, you know, my um, experience with seeing all this isn't from the side of somebody saying, oh, this is an okay thing to do. Obviously, I've got exposure to you, to Joe, to Cal, to Christian, where, you know, as somebody who's new to this, I'm not being exposed to this ridiculous thing as if it's normal. Because the biggest thing I thought, I was like, you know, a lot of people who, you know, X individual would have coached would be coaches themselves. You know, and if they're somewhat new, despite the fact that they're going to go and they're going to give this to somebody else and give this to somebody else and they're going to give that. And like, the, that's what the first thing I thought. Like, could you imagine that, like, for example, like, obviously, Jesus God forbid, one of us was doing something like that. I would pick that up and go, that's the okay thing for me to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, that kind of way. So, okay, it, well, it's the, it's the downward stream of information. That it's, yeah. it's okay, well, that top coach, again, I wouldn't call them that, but that top yeah. coach with this many wins and placings and stuff, well, he gets all of his male clients to do this diuretic and this protocol and this type of thing. And, you know, and then other, other stuff, you know, um, you know, then that, that sort of like trickles down to the people that he trains who then hear about it and pass it to other people and whatever. And then it starts becoming a net that covers an, a part of an, you know, a circle of people and a, a, you know, like a system and like an industry sort of thing. It covers a, a specific area. And then that is where you start seeing like that misinformation just thrown because then what may have been somewhat of a safer sort of um, organized approach to it becomes very much a uh, lost in translation Chinese whisper that then becomes, yeah, it's fine. It's safe. As opposed to, no, hang on a minute. He did a call and he did it in a specific time and it was done over here that becomes you know passed down to a full one is a full one of this is safe yeah fuck it chuck in lasix it does the same thing apparently anyway you know that i think that's what the, the whole bro science thing sort of can stem from sometimes from proper you know setup rather than you know it, sometimes it doesn't most of the time it doesn't but sometimes it could do i mean the main the main problem i've seen from the, i've been speaking to a couple of people about this week is that like as soon as someone has a coach that person who competes then becomes a coach as well. And whatever they've learned from that person is what they do as well. And if they're learning from someone fucking shit, then that's what gets passed down and then passed down again and passed down again, unfortunately. And sometimes that is Lasex every day the fuck like for two weeks or whatever. You know, I don't I don't want to call anyone out no. like in particular, but if you've only learned from one person for years and it's Oh yeah, two weeks out, I start using diuretics. Well, what are they going to be saying to their clients? Two weeks out, we start using diuretics. Yeah, and that's the main issue at the moment is this like shit knowledge being passed down. Yeah, and, and one one thing I would lead on from from that as well, sort of bounce off it is I think I think what's going on at the moment, obviously this sort of so to speak witch hunt for these these practices and looking at people who are suggesting this or you know people coming out about obviously that certain individual who, who's pumping out the, the diuretics and the deaths and all that sort of stuff that's happened it's very much then going from that and then taking that same energy and expending it elsewhere so looking at just drug protocols in general that don't, aren't being looked at 100 it's very much now like oh well if you take steroids um and fat loaders and diuretics and whatever then that's bad and it's like as a female as a female i'm talking about here you know and then that obviously it's it's just it's kind of like it's like it's don't allow something that's you know obviously grotesque kind of be translated into going and having a witch hunt over the realities of competitive body this is what happened mm -hmm. yeah. that kind of way. unfortunately unfortunately that's just the way of the sport and, it, and it, you know and if you can um you like like joe says like a needs analysis is this needed at this point unfortunately yes this is needed at this point is it needed for the entire duration no probably not if you're going about it in a smart manner once the work is done with the, with, the, with whatever you're doing then it can be tapered back to relatively standard procedures that's talking about fat burners and drugs and stuff like that in general but as a competitor going for a show you sometimes have that that horrible sort of um sort of creeping feeling well, I certainly had it when I was competing maybe because I'm a fucking idiot when I was competing but it, for me it was very much like well I think they're going to be taking more than me so I'll just take more of so and so more of this more of that and that in itself is just fucking stupid because when you look at it now you know because I, I was taking well over what was needed if I had taken 
a quarter of that, I probably would have looked a ton better. Um, you know, so and then that is a stigma that's passed around. And then that, and that in itself, you know, the whole high doses, this shit, that shit, loads of this, whatever, it can be just, unless you know the actual situation of what's going on there, I think it's bad to just jump to the gun, but look at it and obviously take it with a pinch of salt, but also look at it and go, well, hang on a minute. Um, I don't really know what that is, but I, or why they're doing that much, but I'm not going to comment on it. I'm just going to leave it. And, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's bodybuilding. It, is, it will always be fucking horrible. We'll always hear horror stories. And if, and the funny thing is, is like, not funny, it's bad. But the thing is, people seem to think that this will create some sort of movement with, with this usage. This will continue. This really will. And, and unfortunately, when, when, when they, who knows, IFBB put out some sort of statement where they were saying condition was emphasized too much in the female classes. And that's perfectly fine for the next three or four shows. But then when one shredded girl wins, it snaps back to exactly what it has been before and it will continue be, to be pushed. I also don't think that's the answer. Just, just don't do things that are going to kill people. You know, it seems so, it seems so silly. Like I, I just don't kind of like have some kind of awareness around the idea, trying to find a way. And like, mm-hmm. rather than taking away from the very element that makes bodybuilding bodybuilding, it makes it, compa- makes it competitive. Like, like, you know, it's never going to stop being unhealthy in, in, in yeah, some way. But it's also like you need to just look at it as a broader spectrum of things. So like, can you get to that level? I mean, look at Sarah, right? So I'm using her as an example, I've done a million times before, but she got that peeled without using diuretics, right? So, and, and that dry and lean and cut on stage. So if you simply take all of your body fat off, it's gone. And then you, you know, you're not going to be watery, are you? If there's no fucking place for it to hold. So. Yeah. I think part of that is like, it's just, it's just, uh, it's the, it's the ability to spread awareness in that regard and not see it as kind of this like, you know, it's a topic that is sacred and nobody talks about. It's something that people discuss. It's something that, you know, Joe will discuss on Physique Collective uh, website or whether it's like, you know, you know, even even us guys here coaching more high-level athletes that then spread around different protocols that may be of a, a better kin for more, you know, more health-conscious, less, less risk-averse. Um, I mean, Joe, so for example, so uh, your clients who also coach people themselves, I assume that they follow this sort of protocol that you set up, you, sorry, your sort of protocol that you would set up with a whole, you know, a very much a natural method of doing it. Um, because one of my guys the other day, Johnny coached a lad for a, for, a, for a smaller show, like a junior, and he explained, oh, I'm doing pretty similar to what you showed me to do for the British finals win. I was like, fucking sound, man, because that's good. Like, that's what yeah, want. I mean, I, I coach a hell of a lot of coaches. So... Um, I, I mean, I see, I see stuff all the time that I know, um, and I'm not precious about this at all. And th- you know, I have this conversation more than I would like. And like Jasmine, my wife, or anybody listening, brings it up all the time. Oh, I saw this on there, like sends me Instagram stories. This is your thing that you do. You were the first person to do this, and it's like that's okay because it's good stuff in an industry full of not good stuff. You know, there's loads of stuff that I'm, I think I might have been the first part because I was inspired by this person and I put it together from this and, the, you know, no one's invented anything. So, yeah, a lot of my clients will run stack designs that I'm favorable with, training designs that I, I favor, peak week things that I favor, you know, and it's just going to happen. And if it does happen... That's good because it means that it makes sense. That's that. That's also like that's the that's the legacy of it as well. Like it's it's your ability to have a, a lasting impact on an industry, isn't it? Like that's right. exactly that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we, it's, we it's, it's very much like accepting that the that, uh, the industry as a whole is 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 not great. But if you can put a small bit of light into that, that hopefully then and it's passed down enough, especially from a higher position where you are now as an educator and a coach. You, 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 it will travel sort of downstream and hopefully spread further than it than it originally started, which is good. Oh, which is good. These things are getting to the right places now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, through our platform, through some of the people that I coach and consult with that have so many clients. You know, Cal, Josh McHale consulted with Cuba literally a week ago today. He adjusted his stack design, put it on train by JP this is what we're doing going ahead based on recommendations to make things safer, which involve reducing dosages of multiple compounds. Yeah. You know, um, so there's a lot of these wider influences because I think what, um, and this is going to sound arrogant as fuck. So please try to see. I think you've heard one arrogant little bro. Um, I think, um, how, how do I say this? So this was the point of my Instagram post yesterday about um, 
these are some people that have gone into incredible condition without diuretics. So you don't necessarily need it. Um, there's a lot of people saying a lot of things and I understand that you need to also present the ability to um, show evidence like in science papers, right? So um, somebody can say on Instagram this about diuretics or whatever, but everyone's thinking, yeah, but who do you coach? Who have you put on stage? Which is, is an argument that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't like, in fact, I, I have problems with a call to authority from any standard. I think it's absolutely embarrassing to say things like, you don't have a degree, so you shouldn't say this, or you don't have a PhD. But I also think it's pretty embarrassing to say, who have you put on stage? You don't coach anybody. Call to authorities are very poor approaches to anything. Um, but people look for them, and um, you know we've demonstrated that in, in the last year that I've put loads of people on stage, and I've, I've taken lots of first places with clients within, with this manner of uh, Peak Week. You know, yeah, the I thing think is, we, I think we all have this year. Yeah, fucking half, 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 half the fucking pro cards. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I put, you know, the first girl I've ever coached on stage and won a pro card first time. I mean, that's just the kind of level that I'm at, guys. Cal, can, yeah. can I ask yeah. you, how many, how, many people, how many people have you turned pro this year that have followed Joe's advice in some respects? Or, or, or wins, like wins and all that shit. Would it be all of them? It's the worst. It's the same... The same. Well, the only person I've used Darza for is uh is is Connor. Yeah, and the only person I did was for us. I, 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 I was literally, I was, I was looking at him at three a.m. watching him pose, and he was like sweating profusely, posing, and I was like, "We're gonna have a problem here." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I've got something in my bag that we might need in a minute." Um, yeah, like Josh, the same thing with the, like Josh. Uh, literally same thing, and um, you know, it, it was it was the same thing. Like Josh was ready relatively early as well. And it was just uh, that, uh, what was it? The MK Classic we did two or three weeks before we should have competed because we knew that we could get into Europe quicker and have a shot at a card. Um, but it was the same thing every single time. Like it was, you know, same, same. Like, I mean, it, it is lit. Once you've got it dialed in, it literally is foolproof. It literally is foolproof. Yeah. Mm. Um, and to be fair, I did have to use like, Two weeks worth of diuretics with Soph to get her ready to be fair. I didn't really follow any of Joe's advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. It was all you. <laughs> was yeah, just a bit of insane, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. was fucking ready. Yeah, weeks before. So. She was ready four weeks into her prep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, what I was going to say was something that Joe brought up that I've been seeing again on social media is like, you know, you're following pe like, people putting out your. You know, you're following your coach's orders. He doesn't have a degree. He doesn't have a nutrition fucking degree. All this sort of stuff. I'm sorry, but where are they teaching bodybuilding practice at uni? Mm. Like, I wouldn't mind doing that course. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah you, do, you do have to learn by the internet, unfortunately. And sometimes that is full of shit. But uh, it does my head in. It's like, and then when people are saying, oh, well, you're having a go at people using... Um, you know, pharmaceutical grade stuff like diuretics and stuff. Yeah, but it's not in practice in bodybuilding. Like, it, that. that's, that's not what it was <laughs> fucking made. That's not what it was made for. Yeah, that old ailment. Imagine going to your doctors. Oh man, I need to get dry. What's your medical condition? I'm too wet. <laughs> <laughs> We have something for that, young man. Yeah. Excuse, excuse me, I, I'm, I'm coming here. I've got, um, have you heard of Callum Rasek? I've got his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get rid of them. Doctor, doctor's asking you how many hours out you are and just designing a protocol. <laughs> yeah, that, my ankles were, they, they were like extraordinary, extraordinary. You had to wear flip-flops, mate, didn't you? For about you six months. It's just here. I can not this is not this is not even a joke. I was uh, I was texting Dean the night before we flew to Mauritius because I thought I was going to have a blood clot on the flight and die because it's like a flight risk of having edema before you fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, I, you've already got that shit. <laughs> and I, I had like three pairs of flight socks on with my feet up, and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to make this flight. It's like 14 hours, and they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger on the plane. Jesus. I remember seeing you at the Muscle Mentors thing. And like you could barely see your flip flops, like yeah. 
His feet were the flip-flop, that's the thing. It was a, yeah. the Chris, Christian, I think you said this once, it was like, when, there was a picture of Cal on holiday with his legs over a boat, and you were like, oh, this, this, this reminds me that, that Cal, when you pop, poke his leg, it just creates the sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <just> yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, though, like, my, my upper body was still pretty lean. Was yeah, awesome. you were really, like, because you remember when, I remember when you posted a few, like, pictures after, obviously your ankles and your calves and whatever, but you, when you had filled back out, so to speak, and just put, like, you know, whatever you needed back in, I was like, bro, you could, like, take, you know, you could diet for one more week and just jump on stage again, and you'd probably yeah. be better. Like, be, like, be, like, 10 kilograms up. <laughs> and just as fucking peeled. I, I, rem I remember texting Joe when I'd come off stage, and I was like, mate, so um, this is what I've got. This is what I've got in play right now. What do you think is going to happen in a couple of weeks' time? And he was like, right, this might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like super high AI, dyer's eye. Was, oh, it was a mess. It was a mess. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but a, you won, so it doesn't matter. No, I'm joking. It does matter. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I did win. I did win. But uh, again, yeah, that, was, that was a case of being ready eight weeks out. Yeah, Carl, how, yeah. how bad did you feel at that show slash after? Horrendous. Because, mate, like, I, I don't think, I mean, I was peeled, but you were like, Skeletor. I was like that. It literally, I remember. I remember like taking pictures at six weeks out, and, I, and Tom was like, "You should compete now. You should compete now." And I was like, "No, I'm doing the Birmingham show. I'm doing the motion. Like, I trained with Mike for the end of that prep, and I don't think I spoke to him for like six weeks. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he did mention that the other day, and he was like, "Oh, he's a grumpy fuck when he's dieting." <laughs> I, I, I got off stage at FitX, the second show. And I, I fucking felt horrendous. Like, I didn't do the second class I was meant to. Cause I didn't want to feel like that again. So I don't know how you fucking felt. Yeah. But I, like, I, I remember, because I remember seeing you there, Carl, and I remember like you walking through and said, oh, Tom, can you just watch my bag for me for a sec? And when you were walking off, your calves were like flickering. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Yeah, that was... Uh, Crazy shit. Uh, to be fair, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't change that because it was an experience that, A, when you're in that moment, you don't think of anything else, right? When you're in that little bubble, it's like your head's just in it and you don't think of anything else. But no. also, it's also like a learning experience for me because it's like, I've seen that. I've but, seen and, that. And the thing is as well, Carl, you will never, ever have to go that hard for a prep ever again. Yeah. It will never feel that bad. It will feel bad, sure, but and bad relative to where you are at that time. And your appetite might be, you know, whatever at that point, but you you will never have to dig from that point because you know from about the six-week mark, you probably should have just ate up into it and you probably would have got better and looked better for it rather than... You I, know, think, just, just... I think Christian can relate to this, though. When you're in it, like, when I took those photos of six weeks, like, I generally thought I was still fat. And I'd look at my photos and I'd be like, oh, I look shit. I'd be like, Han, I'm so fat. It's like, I can't compete like this. And in my head, I was like, I've got to get leaner. I've got to get leaner. I've got to get leaner. And I, I remember Jordan texted me a couple of weeks before and he was like, you're overdoing your steps or you're doing something I'm not telling you to do because I like, remember this it was Corin Corin did your check-in and she told yeah, you yeah Corin was like you need to stop overdoing your steps or she, she, she said something I was like how does she know I'm doing that and uh, I was like should, should I take more cleanse should I take more T3 like because in your head it's just like I was just obsessed with it was my glutes more than anything my glutes were like fully in at like six weeks and I was like they've got to get harder they've got to get harder but then it's like at what point do you then stop because you're just deteriorating and getting worse yeah like i i knew i was i, I don't think i was as bad as you can I, I knew i was shredded like i knew that but at the same time i was like i know i can do so much more more yeah and i i kind of wanted to how do i sound how do i say this without saying like being like cocky but the, yeah the people that were telling me i was shredded i was like mate watch this like <laughs> I, I will I know I'll be way better than this. And then after the first show, and then the second show I was even leaner, people were like, how am I like, that's what I wanted to do? Mm. So yes, like I knew I was lean, but I was always thinking, Cal, there's definitely more. I know there's more. Yeah, yeah. I know there's more. Um because when people say there isn't more, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. You almost have it as a game in your mind to be like, actually there is. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna yeah. show you. Exactly. And I was thinking that every day, man. But I think when you are at that point as well, any gram of fat that you lose is so visible. And it's like, yeah. fuck, okay, I'm leaner again. If you peel and you lose I, a pound, you look like a different human being. I told you about that story when I took the dog for a walk and passed out in that field, didn't I? Yeah. 
What? No. This is the best story ever. I literally, so Hannah was filming at Strengthside and I was staying with Hannah's parents and uh, it was, it was Rosie because we didn't have Ava at that time, but I took Rosie for a walk in in the woods near um, Hannah's parents' house and um, I woke up in a field. Rosie had ran home because I was like, fuck, I've lost the dog. I woke up in a field like 25 minutes later and I just passed out in the field. I must have gone hyper and just passed out. And I literally woke up in the field. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm like, okay, walk back in the house at like 8.45. And she was like, where have you been? I was like, oh, just took the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. Right. And does that, does that, I think that covers pretty much everything that we needed to cover, doesn't it, as well? And speaking of, you know, what we chat, we've covered everything that... that, that I mean, the, the, main, the main thing I kind of wanted to say at the end of this is just like, no one's saying don't use diuretics. We're saying don't use them for fucking weeks. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I've had a lot of arguments sent my way like, you know, well, some people need them. I don't think anyone needs them. You didn't and diet hard enough or you didn't manipulate what you needed to enough. But could, it make, could it make someone, you know, half or quarter tab or whatever, make someone better? Yeah, it probably could. But it's the chance of being 5% better or 20% worse. I'd, I'd rather... I'm not flipping that coin. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather just get leaner. If you are going to use it, be responsible. Like, that's like what we've seen the other week. It's the same with anything, like, you know, any head out there, isn't it, as well? Like, if you're going to do it, sure. Uh, and if you're going to push it for what you want to push it for, that's fine. But don't do anything that's just taking the piss because that's when it truly becomes a problem. And don't do it, but don't do it for the sake of doing it because they're there and because you can get them and because you just want to, you know, if you need to get leaner and drier and harder, just take more fat off and give yourself a bit more time to do so. For sure. Yeah. If you want to manipulate diuresis in a safe and predictable way, I would recommend looking into the fluid and electrolyte manipulation that we mentioned in here, which is also subject to abuse like anything. But if you take a cost-of-benefit analysis, in my opinion, so much better. it still outweighs the pharmaceutical venture. Yeah. I think, um, I'm not sure if Dr. Scott actually puts it in the study. He talks about water manipulations, but I don't believe he specifically goes into it too much. Uh, I don't know, actually. I, I probably need to reread it. The, the little peak week macronutrient manipulation and general overview graph they have is pretty cool. But it does say, when it says, at the bottom, it just says, um, water, sodium, potassium manipulates promote diuresis, favoring extracellular water loss. See text. So I'm not sure if they actually mention it in specific or not. Um, but yeah, that, that, I'll, I'll put that study in the um, in the bio of the of the podcast. Cool. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Um, do you want to run me through where we can find Physique Collective and you boys, and then Tom can do the same as well? Yeah. Um, physiquecollective.com for the members portal. We have a ton of videos on there on this subject, on anabolics, on fat burners, female-specific PD use, cream of rice cookery, daily life stuff. <laughs> you know what? I've had loads of requests today for more dog-related videos because I put a day in the life up yesterday that we did a little segment of me working some of our dogs. Basically came to train, Jake came to train Douglas and loads of people are like, oh, we want to see more of that on a bodybuilding side. Anyway, look, we've got something on everything. We've also got a forum, um, which is epic, where people are logging everything that they're doing. You can go on there and say, these are the drugs that I'm running. Of these doses, here's my peak week plan. What do you guys think? And I can put an input, Christian can have an input, Gareth, etc. everyone can give their opinion because you've got high level competitors on there you've got IFBB pros you've got many different coaches um, so the guidance you can receive on there is awesome excellent I'll put I'll put the um, link in the in the, in the chat uh, Tom tell me about it um, yeah I, I don't have anything as grandiose as a website with a forum and everything uh, not yet maybe later down the line but yeah hey, you're on the physique collective forum bro I am on the forum. I am on the forum. Yeah, I, I do. I do put an input there occasionally. I coach a few people who put, post on there, which is cool. Um, but yeah, no, uh, just find me at um, Evolution Training on Instagram. Um, I, I coach competitors and uh, 
I, I, that's all I do. I don't do any sort of lifestyle or non-competitive coaching. It's, it's all, all competition prep. Um, that's, that's it really. I haven't really got much more, anything amazing on there. I haven't got crazy content like these boys, unfortunately, just a humble coach. <laughs> and, and an IFBB pro coach. That? Yeah. What, one of them, one of them. Um, Christian, the real question is what car are you buying next? Oh yes. <laughs> Mate, don't, don't start me. What, what what is it are we allowed to know yet or not no, I, I i i couldn't tell you if i wanted to like i don't know what i want what have you have you looked at a ton of different stuff or is it narrowing down slowly uh, i want to i want to I wanna sort the, the house thing with, with Soph because that's going to take a lot of fucking money off yeah. of me um <laughs> um next year early next year but fuck knows it's gonna be sitting mental um, build a gym at the new house nah nah I, we like to like we were speaking about this even night, Joe, like the the process of like driving to a gym and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? I get that, yeah. It's like a routine. I can, I can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's very unfamiliar with that idea. I, I love having a gym in the garden, mate. Uh, I can look, I can, I can imagine, but I don't know. Sometimes I like uh like an atmosphere and stuff like that. Changing it up to different gyms occasionally and stuff like that. Yeah, I do enjoy that. So I think long, I think long term, I, I'm going to build a home gym in the next house we have. I, I, you know, I'd like, I'd like my own unit near my house. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've said that last time. I've already got yeah. like I bought that side next axle. I think people trying to buy that off me is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Five and a half. Grand. Someone offered me five and a half grand for this. You serious? Yeah, Jack, you, keep jacking the price up, mate. That well, shit's fucking. In, in Ireland, you don't get decent kit. So I have a Cybex yeah. hatchet, and there's one other one in storage. I have the only commercial use hatchet in, in the whole country. So I just have people just text me trying to buy it all the time. Um, I don't really know what kind of thing's name is Luke from Elite in Liverpool. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's where uh, Becky and. Yeah, and he, tried, he tried to buy it off me during the day as well. <laughs> but, uh, you got me one, Ross. Sorry, um, you have the newer one. I've got the other two. Um, you, I think you have the newer one with the kind of round carriage. I've got the square yeah. carriage, the older one. You just can't, you just can't get it at home. Um, so my game plan is actually to build a unit now, as some say. When I do get back, like not like open to the public, just somewhere where I can train and I can yeah. have people train as well. I'd like to have somewhere a little bit more kind of closed off where you can have a select amount of people to come and train. Mm, yeah, yeah. Watch my um. I did a. Me and Jake filmed like a. Um, a walkthrough of the gym. I'll send it to you guys. I'll send you guys the Dropbox link to have a look because it's finished now. Um, so. Did you Did you end up buying a leg press or not? Yeah, I've got. Um, no, I've got nitro. Yeah, I've got nitro. Leg nitro. You have the side extension as well, don't you? That's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been on that today. Banded. Killer. Yeah, I've used that once. Only I found it once. I've got the VR2 seated ham as well, which is nice. Yeah, nitro nice. leg extension. So the leg kit is sufficient. You know I've got a leg press, Cal, because you sent me the link to the, the football. No, I meant, I meant in my head, I was like, did you buy that pivot leg press? No, no. There's no, no space. It, take, it takes a lot of space, those pivot leg, because the the loading pins are so wide. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can uh, you can find me at Christian Physique Collective on Insta. <laughs> um, and obviously the member site as well. Um also, IFBB Pro Creator. <laughs> <laughs> first client prep, first pro card. One of them. It's one of them, Matt. You, you've either, you've either the, got it or you have The problem is, Christian, you can only go downhill from here unless so yeah. like literally starts getting all the way to the O and then you go, you know. I like coaching now, so she is. Oh, yeah. yeah of course, mate, that, that was the best bit about it. I said, I said so after. I was like, oh, man, this looks really bad. T- turn someone pro and then she goes to a different coach straight away. Yeah. <laughs> That's what these pros do, bro. Trust me. We, we, we kind of agreed it probably wasn't for the best to do that. So, yeah. no, did you find yeah. it difficult? Did you find it difficult to coach a partner? Nah, I, it wasn't. I, ju- I don't think it helped with me being on prep at the yeah, same time. That, that would be the big thing for me. Yeah, Can, I remember when you were saying when we were at um, so qualifier, and I was six days out at the time as well. Yeah. And you were like, "How are you doing this?" Yeah. I was like, "Don't know." <laughs> running, running on adrenaline hope and happiness that was it it is, it is literally like, I could see it in your face it was like you weren't fully aware of what was actually happening it was just like you're just living in the moment just doing just focusing on the next thing at hand it was just a whirlwind I could see that yeah but no I, I'd, I'd do it again 100% yeah. like uh, it, but the thing is a fucking monkey could prep so it's, it's easy um, it was more <laughs> yeah. 
it was more keeping her head on, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, she. Uh, I remember seeing her when when she started pumping up at the uh, that first regional. I was like, oh my god! She was like, do I look good? And I was like, yeah, you look good. <laughs> oh yeah, when we were when we were backstage at the two rows. She was like, she was like, I'm really worried about that girl. I was like, I wouldn't be too worried about that. So. <laughs> Right, it was it was exactly the same, but probably twenty times worse at the finals. Yeah, yeah, but is, is her front relaxed any good? And I was having to like go around and be like waiting for this girl to like hit a front relax and be like, is that any good? But because she was so fucking negative, <laughs> that day of thinking this this girlfriend's better than me. Boys, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go. That's cool, man. That's cool. See you in a sec. Yeah, I know. It's just like, it's, it's a hard you start to kind of believe her as well. And yeah. I'm like, shit, is that girl better than her? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when are we going to see the, the stage uh, debut of Joe Jeffrey? You tell me, man. Put my, put my physique shots up this morning. Good, man. I think you look really good, Joe. I think I can see the... Uh, I can see the difference in your progress now you're dialed in with your home gym now as well because everything I guess yeah. is like everything is like in control yeah night and day I mean just being able because I had that double surgery on my legs yeah man, I can't I need such specific kit to train legs properly yeah like without that sideways hip extension I couldn't train hip extension yeah you know I if if I hold a barbell and try to RDL I just like fall over yeah. Like, like, what did you get surgery on? And um, and uh, abscess in my left adductor and the right. And this goes back so long. The first time I ever met Christian in person, I was saying to him, "My hamstring hurts." What no happened? Oh man, do you know what? it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. I, I, remember, a, I remember Luke sending me photos, and I was like, "What on earth is that?" Yeah. So I had a, an ingrown hair in my left adductor. I wasn't aware of that had gone so deep um, and gotten infected. Um, and I kept going to A&E, my legs killing me, because, mate, it was like I'd torn my ham, which I thought I had. Yeah. Um, and they kept turning me away, turning me away, turning me, turning me away. One day, and then what started happening, every meal I ate, I was throwing up. And I was constantly hot. I was, like, losing weight. I was like, I was, like I'm, I'm fucking sick. They kept turning me away, and then eventually my legs swelled up so big that like blood was coming through the surface. And I went in there like, "Oh my god, you got um, blood poisoning, sepsis, blah blah blah." Like, we need to get you in for surgery right away. They're on about you might lose your leg and stuff like this. I'm like, you know, I've been here six times, and you told me to go home. So like, this was months. So then I had to have a massive chunk of an adductor cut, uh, of an abscess cut out my adductor. So big the nurse could get both her fists in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't they, yeah. they have to leave it open to let it heal or something? Yeah, yeah. So I had two cut out. So one was like uh, the bottom of my right glute slash top of the quad kind of area. Um, and then one was on my left adductor. Do you know what the doctor's going? Have you uh, injected steroids in? He was like, in my adductor. Yes. Fucking serious. So it turned out to be a, an ingrown hair. But yeah, mate. So I couldn't train legs for like two years. And now I've got like, no um, neurological connection to like my left um, adductor at all, which obviously compromises my ability to. Yeah, I've got like no nerves in there. Yeah, stability be super compromised around the whole pelvic or the whole thing will be yeah, all kinds of shit. Like on even on like squat patterns, like yeah. one he goes into valgus, the other foot's like forty five degrees. The other one I have to have like it's it's just all over the place. So now being able to get on kit, um, yeah, yeah, is, is yeah, I actually managed to like regrow my legs to where they were before. Yeah, which is quite good. So yeah. Superb. Superb. Uh, I'm going to stop the recording here, but yeah, thanks for uh, coming on, boys, and I'll put the links in the bio. Yeah, thank you, boys. We shall uh, speak to you soon, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Muscle Mentors podcast. Just a quick shout-out to our sponsors who support the channel and everything we do in the realms of education and coaching within the industry. Firstly, our original sponsor, 
supplement needs. They've been with us from the start. If you're seeking the highest quality supplements on the market, particularly organ support and health orientated products, you can use code MUSCLEMENTORS at checkout for 10% off your order. Precision Prep, our recently introduced food preparation partner, delivering the finest quality meal prep across the UK, featuring their new Pro Prep range, a concept closely developed with us to solve an issue we see day to day with time limitations and nutritional compromise. If you're seeking the highest quality nutrition delivered to your door for the best price, look no further. Use code MUSCLEMENTALS at checkout for 15% off your first order and 10% thereafter. And lastly, RAR Optics, the highest grade blue lock blue light blocking glasses on the market with the slickest style in a world filled with artificial light particularly those with high screen time i can certainly say i'm one of them these can be a real game changer for sleep quality and recovery something we use personally on a day-to-day basis grab yourself a pair by using code muscle mentals at checkout for money off all orders once again thank you for your continued support until next time